0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Strong Project, episode 13. 13 official episodes with my guy, Timmy Rivoto, Dr. Timmy Rivoto, new father, wonderful husband, excellent striker of said golfing ball. Sometimes.
1: Sometimes. Actually, I, f- I forgot to share with you, I went to uh, Pure Drive yesterday, which is like the local trackman thing. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Are we late for something? No. Um, I went to the, the local uh, Trackman place. I hit a hole in one on a Trackman. It's fucking phenomenal. Wow. Doesn't count. It doesn't count, but it felt pretty good. It was like, I was like, you you three. I was just like, hit it. It bounced twice and rolled in the hole. I was like, oh, that's kind
0: of cool. You had to use your driver, didn't you? Did. <laughs> Did. <laughs> that's probably more me than you. <laughs> that's fantastic. I've not done any of those yet.
1: Yeah, it's fun. There's one nearby, so like in the winter, because it, you know, to I'll play. Play. if there's no snow on the ground, I'll play in 40 degrees weather. You have frozen greens, so you can't really hit greens, but it is nice to go inside where in Florida, I mean, you don't really need that option, but.
0: Right now it's perfect. So I'm sitting, you can't see this, but my office has a little, I'll call it like a mini lanai, little deck out here. And I got the door open. It's like sixty three degrees right now. Perfect. Beautiful. That's perfect ah. scalp weather. Wear
1: pants, you can wear shorts. You can wear shorts with a long sleeve shirt. Whatever.
0: You have all your options Any are unlimited. Options. You have yep. Unlimited options. Yeah, we'll no. get out and play tomorrow. I'll probably go walk. At least walk Beautiful. nine. At least walk nine. We'll make it we'll make it happen. It's good. Um what else is going on in the world? Anything? Baby is doing well.
1: Yeah, baby is thriving, starting to sleep a little bigger chunks, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah, likes watching golf, so that's good. Been watching the Bermuda the last couple of days, championship. That's been great, so that's, that's a good start. Yeah. How about you? What's up with your uh, fur babies?
0: Fur babies. My uh, oldest fur child is to my right on the bed, out called. And uh, little one has doubled his weight, finally. Fourteen weeks old yesterday, getting huge. Yeah, yeah. fur birthday. babies. Fur babies are gonna help us delay real babies for a little while. Eventually, the real ones are gonna come to town, but right now, the fur ones are still. They're a handful. <laughs> they they are they are a handful. However, we are those like real real corny parents. We started an Instagram page for them. Oh yeah. So I for those watching, are. go look up Murph and Brew. Murph Murfin Brew is their is their handle. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's just I love it. it's a way to document our our fur children.
1: Yeah, you have to do it in today's day and age. You have to do it.
0: Yeah, I and mean, you're taking the
1: pictures anyways. Might as well put them out for people to enjoy.
0: Well, it makes people happy. I was <laughs> just talking. So there's that um there's that account upworthy, and a, a few of those were just it just shows like happy things like people seeing each other for the first time in years or like dogs, just being cute and like loving on people or just like all good stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, the world needs more like smiles and happiness and less let's kill each other. Although sometimes I totally feel that We, we could, we could just use it. We could use a little bit more love. You know, we could use puppies, you know, putting and bringing golf balls back and all that stuff.
1: Absolutely. Puppies and babies. That's what we need. Puppies and babies.
0: Puppies and babies. This was an awesome video this morning of these two kids that are, they've got to be, I don't know, like one and a half, mostly nonverbal. And dad puts gummy worms in front of each of them or gummy bears in front of each of them. He's like, hey, wow. do not eat these. Like, I saw I'm that. Gonna walk away. Don't <laughs> eat these. And they like look at each other and they're like, oh, shit. Bam, (laughs) and all of them get eaten. Oh, so fantastic! Like if you and I were brothers as children, that's exactly what we would have done. Right? They each look at each other, try to like throw it at each other. (laughs) Toby.
1: Yep. they were like they looked at each other. Like, can you believe he left those there? Let's go,
0: idiot.
1: Too funny. What an
0: idiot! What an idiot. So good. All right. So we are. This is a very open-ended podcast today. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about this new Saudi Arabian live adventure that Greg Norman was the CEO of that came out. I think it was last year that they started like really talking about it and nothing really came to fruition. And now all of a sudden it's, uh, it's back in the limelight. So I'm going to chat a little bit, chat a little bit about that. um, And then maybe talk a little bit about uh, some patients, clients of ours and kind of our communication with them and some of the things that we're hearing from, uh, clients about their struggles and uh, common struggles that we hear of from clients uh, is going to be something that we kind of chat through a little bit today. Um, but first things first, I, I do kind of want to step on this Greg Norman thing because my prediction, I don't think it's going anywhere. It's just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. It could be like the greatest thing ever. I don't see it going anywhere. And I only say that. So for those of you who haven't seen this, it's this. I think it's called Live. Is it Live Golf Investments? Mm-hmm. So Greg Norman's gonna be the CEO of it. It's in Golf Saudi is like the partner, which apparently is like a five hundred billion dollar company.
1: I bet it's probably backed by all those Saudi uh, oil tycoons and stuff. Yeah. You know,
0: huge, huge, huge money, um, and it's gonna try and rival the PGA. Um, so again, the the details of it are kind of. Meh, but it kind of joined like the Asian tour. So it's not its own tour as of yet. It's kind of just trying to draw some people in, which the PGA still has to give permission to the player to participate in those tournaments, like the Hong Kong right. and all of that. So this is really no different as of yet, but they want it to be.
1: Yeah. I think it's just tough when you're going to play 10, 10 tournaments in Asia, the middle East you, you might have the crowds in Europe, but you're really I don't really think you're going to get the... You, you'll you probably get the crowds in Asia, but Middle East, I mean, it's tough to get, you know, people to buy tickets, to show up, to, you know, to get players to go, if, if they're even allowed to go. I, yeah. I, I,
0: I, I, I struggle to see how it's going to be effective. Now, I... I think that the PGA has tried to combat that because they did that like $40 million incentive program that they started last year, where it's like, if you move the needle in the game of golf, the top 10 players get like a a piece of that 40 million or however it works. So I get that. Um, But if you want to compare it to other sports, so the biggest qualm that we're seeing, and Rory talked about this, was um, I want to be in control of my schedule. So this Saudi venture would take you out of control. You'd have to participate in the tournaments, just like in the NBA, in the NFL. Like, like guys don't get to choose what weeks they play. Whereas in the PGA right now, you can. I don't want to play in the Bermuda this weekend. Although their field is super, like the only two, I don't want to say the only two, but the two big guys are Reed and um, Fitzpatrick. Because I think to get there Their COVID policies are still super stringent It's like two week quarantine Negative test or two negative tests You have to get tested every like couple of days When you're there yeah. And then tested when you leave And a lot of people were like That seems like a nightmare to have to do To go play a tournament Now if you're one of those guys that can win it And get your card for two years You're like alright well I'll do whatever I have to do
1: Right But that's that's potentially taking a month out of your schedule To play one tournament
0: Play one tournament you know, so I, that's, you I, mean, that's I didn't justify. see. I didn't see who was winning at the end of yesterday. I saw Higo was in the top, but I did not see who else was leading.
1: Yeah, there was another young guy who shot like sixty one. I think he went ten under
0: yesterday. He's a rookie, right?
1: Yeah, I can't remember his name. I'm looking at it right. I'm looking for it right now. It's um,
0: on here somewhere. But, anyways, nonetheless, that's the yeah, t-
1: Canadian kid Taylor Pendrith. Yeah.
0: So, Brian Gay is in the leader at 15. Wyndham Clark, 15. Ollie Schneiderjans, 13. Where are you looking? Wait a second. Hold on. Am I looking at the you're right on, thing here? I think I'm, looking the the, I'm looking at the Bermuda Championship. That's not right. It's like, wait a second. This is not the right people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing. I'm missing something here. All right. Round three. Where's the leaderboard? Oh, yeah. pe- there he is. Taylor Pendrith.
1: Pendrith. Yeah. He, he went low. So he's a, like a young guy, but the thing is you like for a guy like that, he's trying to get his PGA card, right? Yeah. Hold it. Uh-huh. So if you've got to take a month off to go play this tournament, maybe you, maybe you do well and you win a huge purse,
0: yeah. but
1: that's a big if, I mean, that's, it's a
0: big if, big tough if. To justify.
1: if you could play like four more tournaments in those five weeks, that would take one tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, especially with all the if you have all those restrictions, and God forbid, it's just positive when you're in Bermuda and you can't come home. Right. Again, chances of that, I don't know what the chances are of that, especially now where everything is so rolled out. But I don't know. But it could we'll happen. Find out. And I mean, anybody. And I mean, there's not even anybody. I don't want to say anybody big. Patrick Reed's tied for seventeenth. Greg McDowell's in the same spot. Yeah. Watney. Hickox, 26. Fratelli, 26. Spawn, 26. Luke Donald, 26. Armor, 38. Yeah, I mean, you've got Bazaiden Hoot. It's one of my favorite That's names. Cool, no one has a better name than Kiradech Dechafabarn Rat. That is my favorite name on the tour.
1: It is. It's a good name. Where is he from? Thailand, I think?
0: Uh, I think so, yeah. Somewhere yeah.
1: around there. Higo that is a 38. fantastic name.
0: Fitzpatrick's 38, tied for 38. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what happens today. But anyways, back to but I guess, whatever we were talking about. And I guess,
1: Well, I guess the real point of this tour was, like, like Greg Norman at least said, to compensate players for the eyes they bring to the game. Right. So, I I mean, I guess, I don't know what – did. have they talked at all about the fields, like how big the fields would be? Because I haven't even read much about so, it.
0: So, the last thing that I saw, they were talking about making them, like, really small – Mm-hmm. So the fields wouldn't be huge. It would be like the 20 best players in golf or like the top 15 players in golf all competing against one another. So it's, it's definitely designed as like an elite, I think designed as an elite event mm-hmm. where it's like the best of the best participating in a few more events a year. Um, but again, the only thing that stops that is that none of those are considered majors. And so it's not, that's what Rory said. He was like, some people play for money and that's awesome. But I play so that I can win as many majors as possible. Yeah. And some people might be like, well, I just want to make a bunch of money. And that might be a better option for you. If you're thinking you want to make a bunch of money. The problem is, is you have to, you'd have to convince the top. You'd have to convince some big dogs like DJ would have to go over there.
1: Yeah, you need guys that are in main, like mainstream commercials and stuff because if you're going to go if you're going to go to like the Asian market you need either someone who's Asian or you yeah. need like a gigantic name like Rory like you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. that's really all that's going to move the needle over there. You know, yeah. even like a Patrick well, probably isn't going to move the Patrick, needle over there.
0: Probably not. Like you need somebody I mean like Ricky Fowler.
1: He yeah, he could. Jordan Speed like, probably would probably does.
0: Speed, I don't I can't imagine Speed would do that. Um cuz it looks yeah. like it's I think they're talking about it being a 10 event, like 10 tournament thing. Um but they're talking about having like small fields, team-based stuff. It seems uncertain what that would look like. But last year they were talking to all these guys. Yeah. Uh like DJ Kepka. I know Justin Rose was in the mix, and all of them kind of were like, eh. Now, yeah. maybe that's not true behind closed doors.
1: I mean, but- it's it'd be an interesting option if, like, say you're a guy, I don't know, maybe an older guy, not, like, I don't know, falling off kind of like Zach Johnson or, like, an Ian Poulter, and you go over there just to, like, make money, and you're still pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's an option.
0: Yeah. I, I honestly you know? don't know. Honestly, don't, cause cause to I, don't me, see,
1: I don't see it working like a Q school where it's like, cause it's too gimmicky um, with if they're going to be playing like team games and they're going to be just playing for huge money like that. That's not tournament golf. And that's, it's, it's just a different thing.
0: Yeah. And it's not even designed for them. It's designed for the elite people.
1: Right. Right. It's not right.
0: designed for people that are up and coming. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't, it seems to your point gimmicky. Could it work? Sure, I mean maybe they lure some people away and create this big tournament. But to your point, uh, maybe this is. I think Norman even talked about how he wanted to make golf bigger in Asia and yeah. bigger on that in that part of the world. But I mean, golf's pretty huge in.
1: I mean, it's in Korea and big.
0: Japan and China. Like, it's not like it's not big. I just don't think it draws the same crowds that the PGA Tour does. Even the right, European I
1: think there's out. so yeah, there there's so many things in asia that are huge right like you have yeah. gaming uh tournaments video game tournaments you have baseball you have golf you have basketball is huge now but oh, yeah. it Still is on marbury
0: I mean, baby that's right it's
1: marbury ron artest played over there a little bit too for i think like hey, the, uh, hey. sharks yeah sharks or something like that
0: just like throwing haymakers at everybody
1: exactly um so i mean it, it might work better if you do, like, a world tour where it's, like, you hit each continent, yeah. maybe. Maybe it's, like, you know, six tournaments or five tournaments and you're just hitting one on each continent kind of a thing. I could see that. You know? I
0: could, uh, I, I could see that. But they kind
1: of, like, one of the arguments against this tour I've seen is they, PGA did that with, like, the World Golf Classic, right? So they go to different
0: Right,
1: they they hit one Asian spot, they hit one European spot, they hit uh, like the match play, I think, right as a World Golf Classic yeah. tournament. Yep. So they have a couple in different places around the world. But I mean, if you have a guy that just wants to make money, you could make it maybe like a long drive thing. I know long drive hasn't gone mainstream, but maybe wow. you make maybe you have guys that are just training for that. Like they're really they're scratch golfers, maybe they're journeymen, and then they're trying to just make a bunch of money. I don't know. Because it seems like the top guys really are in it for the tournaments. Like they want to win Green Jackets and they want to win Claret Jugs. If that comes with two million dollars, great. But they—that's what they want.
0: Well, and the purses for all of the events here keep going up. What they're talking about TPC being three million dollars for the winner this year.
1: Yeah, it's a that's,
0: giant purse.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: That's—it's it's insane. Like three million dollars is wild. We actually. Uh, so because I am across the street from there, uh, some of the the people that play there and are. Um, you know, invested over there, talking about how over time that course may be only available like a couple of months out of the year, like for crazy. the tournament, and then for like play around the tournament. Otherwise, like it was just closed this past week because they're over uh, seeding it, and yeah. and even when it is available, like right now, it's like six fifty to play, yeah, it's or crazy. something, or that's what it was, like six hundred fifty bucks, and then you've got your caddy fee and all that stuff, and. You're just like, uh, like yeah, they're making cool. it. They're making it to the point where it's only going to be for the tournament and for super well off folks, which they can do that because it's their course. But
1: right, I see. I I feel like with courses like that, if they're in remote places, like awesome. You know, if you're on like a the, a corner of Hawaii and you have this crazy remote course and you want to charge a thousand bucks to play it cool because you got to get there and do all that but if it's you're in you know jacksonville florida
0: north florida yeah
1: you should just be able to play golf it's a golf course they're everywhere
0: well shoot what is it is it pebble beach that's like for residents 70 bucks or 60 bucks or something
1: yeah and then it's what it's about the same i think for as uh sawgrass like five to six hundred for non-residents
0: for non-residents right but if you're a resident you live in san diego
1: you're good (laughs) Crazy.
0: Uh great movie quote that I'll keep to myself. So we keep this <laughs> PG thirteen today. Got off the rails here a couple times the last few weeks from just dropping bombs.
1: Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep the train on the
0: tracks today. Depends on how frisky we're getting. But hey, what are you gonna do? So I don't know if it's gonna work out. If it were me, I, I'm I'm all about the line of I'm here to win. Yeah, um, you know, I think that that's I don't know who the highest paid players are across time. Like I think Ricky Fowler is the highest paid golfer am I correct with endorsements and
1: I think so but Arnold Palmer's up there too cuz he hit it huge in the Asian markets that like selling uh, just merchandise with the umbrella on it. So true, I, true. He's he's up there but yeah, Ricky's up there, Tiger's up there, Arnold, um yeah. My,
0: my point to be, though, is that the person who wins the most championships does not necessarily equate to the person who makes the most money. Correct. I always know who's won the most championships. I have no idea who's the most wealthy.
1: Correct. Based
0: yeah. on the sport. Like, yeah. I just, I'd like, I know that Tiger has won all of his tournaments. I know that Nicholas has won all of those tournaments. You know, right. like Ben Hogan is a much more popular name than, well, I guess if you want to look at it across time, like a more popular name than Brooks Kepka. Or, like, he's a founder, obviously, but he's not – he he wasn't a bajillionaire. I mean, money was different then as well. And
1: Tony Tony Finau is one of the top. Tony Finau. He's he's way up there, and he doesn't have any big tournaments. So, Um, yeah, I mean, it might attract a certain player. Like, if you're – maybe they're just going to draw from the top 100, right?
0: Maybe take, like, especially, like, the bottom quartile of that. Like you're at right. your bottom 25 who are like trying to figure it out and right. make a name for themselves.
1: Right. They need, you know, they need money, money to travel every weekend to go to a tournament. Money talks. Money. Yeah. money
0: talks. Right. It might be fun if they could make that like a one-off thing. So similar to what they do with the Hong Kong where it's like, Hey, almost like what they've done with the match, like with Brady <laughs> Mickelson, Rogers, um, and am last year, like make things like that, where they're like these huge events that right. are like one-offs.
1: Right. Make That it count- I could
0: see. Especially if they're not close to majors. Like right. if they're they're played in a little different avenue that way.
1: Right. Maybe like hockey's done with the Winter Classic where, you know, you have a yeah. couple, have a couple yeah. of these things all over. It's a chance for like a quick money hit if you want to play in it. If you don't, great.
0: Yep. Yep. I think, that, I think especially in a team event, that sounds cool to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like imagine hey, you get – Imagine yeah. you get the Spring Break Boys together, right? You get like Smiley yes. Kaufman, Jordan Spieth, uh Justin Thomas.
0: Yeah.
1: Who's who else is that? Is that is that the four? Someone else, maybe Bud Collie is there too. But anyways, if you get those guys on a team against, I don't know, something, someone else.
0: Those guys against like Ricky Bryson. Uh, oh, Ricky was a
1: Spring Break boy.
0: Ricky was a Spring Break boy. You're right. But you could you could, but then it would be fun because you're having a big event, Mm -hmm. and if it's big money, that's great. And do it in Saudi Arabia or do it wherever. I mean, those courses are amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So and that might bring some some clarity to the game too. But I don't know. I do see it happening. We're here to win.
1: Yeah, I don't need I, I see it. May, like, maybe if the PGA Tour gives it, it their blessing and says, like, yes, you can cap it at this many events. And you can only take uh, from, like, number 50 to 100 in the world. But I just, right. that's, again, that's not going to help these these Saudi Arabian or whoever's backing it. Um,
0: yeah. It's not going to help think- them make
1: money. And that's why they're doing it. So
0: Yeah. Well, and they have the money to throw at it to see if it works. Yeah, Right. But I think that's one of the, so like you saw like the European tour and the PGA tour, like did like the combined event thing where they're going to have some, it's like three or four, is it crossover events where they're like both fields are participating? Right. It's something, something along. So they've done that. They've done the player impact program. Like, I think, I actually think it's probably good because competition only breeds better. So if you have the competition of somebody that's got a lot of money and they can throw it at it, the PGA has to be like, okay, we can't just sit on our haunches and- screw around anymore right which is a beneficial thing you know competition's always i mean that's capitalism at its finest me versus you see how it goes
1: exactly and i you know i like the map play where they do it in uh, austin texas there i like some of the different team tournaments yeah, one, yeah. i think in new orleans where they do like partners yep um it's fun it's not I w- not every weekend but it's fun to mix those things in so
0: yeah Honestly, I I think they should do that for the Waste Open, Phoenix. Just make that like a team event. It's already Buck Wild. Yeah, you could do that. Make, make that like a little mini team event, like a little mini Ryder Cup almost. Yeah, yeah,
1: that'd be fun. Maybe yeah, do a brand battle. a brand battle. You know, like TaylorMade versus, versus Callaway versus whatever other. That'd be cool. I don't
0: even know what that would look like because they some of them mix and match.
1: No, that, that is true. That and, would be
0: like TaylorMade, made like ROM is tailor-made clubs, but he's Callaway balls, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yep, and uh, putter, Odyssey putter. So there are They're a allowed. lot of guys who'd use like Vokey wedges, but tailor-made irons and
0: Maybe it'd be like driver, perhaps. like just drivers. Like if you use the tailor-made driver, this is you. This is you. I, I could see that. Yeah, or that. brand,
1: like Nike, Adidas, whatever. Nike, you
0: know. whatever. Brand, I could see brand. Brand would be more likely like Nike versus Adidas, which realistically, if you look at those teams, Puma's got Bryson and Ricky. Right. Adidas has a strong team. They do. Nike might be good, but Adidas would, I mean, you've got DJ, you've got Shoffley. Yep. You've got Speeth. No, is under No, armor.
1: he's under armor. Um, you used to have Ron, but he just changed to Grace. Uh, I think to Grayson. I'm not sure. I don't know. He's not Adidas anymore, though.
0: But that would be tough. That be yeah, well, you can, Maybe you could pick like two players, like two Nike, two Under Armour, two Adidas, two Puma. Yeah. Two Grayson. Yeah, because Under Armour,
1: you could have Matt Fitzpatrick and Jordan Spieth. That'd be that'd be a good team.
0: It's a good team. It's a good team. So, this sounds kind of, that's kind of fun. I like that idea. Yeah. We could we could play with that.
1: I think they got to go more that route, less like to just the like money route. Like these guys well, make that, money anyways.
0: Yeah, it's got to be intriguing to the fan base too, right? Like we have to want to watch it. Like I'm not going to watch some tournament in Dubai just because they're going to give them ten million dollars. Exactly. Like I'm, I'll pay attention to it, but I'm way more likely to pay attention to it if it's like truly competitive.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. So we will see. I don't know. <sighs> well, Hopefully hopefully gain some traction or at least it's got people behind it that kind of understand that what people want to watch and it's just not a money grab.
0: But yeah, I agree. I agree. Also shout out black rifle coffee, <laughs> just black up there. You see that?
1: Oh, that said uh, that JB
0: said JB. I said just black. Mm. That's mm. Yummy. America. If you guys don't have black rifle coffee last night. So we go out to dinner last night in uh, atlantic beach which is just north of me and uh i had a black rifle shirt on it's a great shirt it says coffee or die on the front of it with the snake with the 13 cots fantastic so the back of it said black rifle and this this guy seemed like he was pretty drunk i gotta be honest and i went to go to the bathroom and he's like looking at me from behind me at the urinal which is awkward in and of itself he's like black rifle coffee man i've heard that place is pretty good i'm like yeah man they're they're pretty fantastic no reason for you to continue talking to me while I'm taking no. a pee. Yeah.
1: Go and try I, it out and let me know some other time how it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's like a three-holer and there's like 15 guys trying to go to the bathroom. And he, it's a two-holer, excuse me, and a sink. And the guy was like, man, I really got to go. And I was like, hey, if you got to go that bad, go into the sink.
1: There's like, a sinkhole.
0: great idea. I like, okay. I need to leave right now. I
1: think, I think he just had a thing for you.
0: Murphy, the dog's going crazy outside. you uh, hear that? I do. He's having a nightmare, or I would I have no idea if that dog is losing his mind, though. Hold oh. that thought. Hold that
1: thought. That ain't going to work.
0: All right. Oh, there goes that. Dog's losing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Poor Murph. Poor Murph. I know. Murphy's looking at me right now like, does I was asleep. I was happy. So anyways, it's dark in here now. That works. All right. So let's pivot here. Black rifle coffee. Get some. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, problems or common things that clients tell us, patients tell us that they struggle with. Because this is something that I think people can resonate with, especially that are listening to this. Like, hey, what are other golfers dealing with that you guys see? What are the problems they face or some issues they see? How do they deal with them? How do they present them to you? Because I think a lot of times we have clients come in and they're like, well, I'm struggling with this and I feel like I'm the only person struggling with it. I'm like, you're like the 50th person this week to yeah. be struggling with that. Absolutely. So that's one of those things where I think it's important for us to maybe chat about a couple of those things. Yeah. Um, I'll let you, I'll let you have the field. What's something that you hear a lot from clients that you're like, you know, are common struggles that people have that they, they bring to you.
1: Yeah. This week uh, I got uh feel stiff. Like my swing just feels stiff. It feels like in my back swing I hit a block and then when I'm trying to follow through, I hit a block and it just, it just feels stiff. I think that's a big one
0: uh, every day. Uh, The best part is hearing that from people. If you're someone who's like really mobile, like you're super flexible, you were a gymnast, or I see this mostly with females, they were gymnasts or dancers. And they're like, you know, I just feel stiff. I'm like, "Eh." you're, I wouldn't call you stiff, but you feel stiff, feeling stiff and being stiff are different things. So having to tell people like, hey, it's not that you're inflexible. It's not that your joints don't move. It's that your body can't control that the way you'd like. And so it thus feels stiff Mm -hmm. when you get into your backswing. You're like, yeah, I just feel like I can't move well, as opposed to at the end of the day, it's that your body's not controlling your mobility. So we talk about that when it comes to like flexibility versus mobility. Just because you have the range of motion to do something doesn't mean you can control it. That can create feelings of stiffness. I agree. That's one of the most common things I hear from people is I'm stiff. Not necessarily that you are, especially because when you think of a golf swing, we're like, well, you have to get so much turn. And no, you don't need 60 degrees of hip turn. Like right. you just need enough. Like your swing doesn't have to look like John Daly.
1: No, exactly. And then one guy I've talked to, he, he said he feels unbalanced in his swing, but it's because he feels stiff. He feels like he's, uh, you know, if he just turns, he gets to a certain spot. If he wants to get further, it just throws him off. It, it threw him off balance. Yeah. that, you know, you can get other things coming from that stiffness as well. If you're trying to do too much or get too much out of it, you, I mean, you can swing like John Rom. you can swing like Dustin Johnson. They look very, very different as far as mobility yeah. goes, as far as how long they are um, and both work.
0: Yeah. And you have to, you have to tailor someone's swing based on their deficits, not their deficits, but their whether they're super mobile or not really mobile, whatever it ends up being, their swing their their pro has to work with them on how to make that work and our job is just to optimize their physical capabilities like if they are really stiff yeah sure we're gonna work like actually stiff like they rotate and they're like 15 or 20 degrees of thoracic rotation which is like no one like maybe some car accidents or post-op surgical people um but you just don't see some of those things um so that's definitely a big one uh i would say one of the biggest things i hear is um i really struggle after like nine holes because i'm tired like fatigue after the front nine is even with just being in a cart like with driving like they're really fatigued after nine holes is like a really common thing specifically with people over the age of 40.
1: Definitely. I'll get the similar where they're like, yeah, I'm good for 10, 11 holes. And then just on that back nine, I fall apart. Oh yeah. And and my legs just feel heavy and my swing falls apart. I don't know what, I don't know what happens, but I just feel so tired. So Purely uh,
0: exhausted. Yeah.
1: Uh, That's, that's a huge one. And that's one of those where it's like, well, I mean, especially if you're riding, you're not walking that much. You're walking to and from the green uh, you're walking, you know, if it's car path only, maybe you're walking a little further, but it's still not, no. yeah, it's not that much.
0: Well, it's a big tell for being out of shape. And one of the things that we have to focus on is just general endurance for, for them. Um, obviously we've talked about like arthritis in the past. We did that podcast last week and back pain and, Oh, you know, like I'm not going to get any better. So like I'm struggling to keep moving forward and, so you hear all those kind of things, but the number. So one of the things that I do with clients is we talk about club head speed a lot because every. So if you do like surveys of people and they've done this statistically, most golfers don't care if their scores lower. They just want to hit the ball straight and hit it further. That's like number one. And that's all of my clients. Like I, I don't tell people that I'm going to always lower your scores. I'm going to, I want you to lower your scores, but I guarantee every client of mine that you will hit the ball further. Your club head speed will increase. That I can guarantee you will go up. And that's a lot of times. So people come to be like, yeah, you know, I just want to hit the ball further. I 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 want to strike the ball better. I want to hit the ball further. You know, it's they might tell you some other things, but the underlying thing everybody seems to want is to hit the ball further. And then behind that, yeah, I want to lower my scores. I don't want to get injured. Right. You know, I want to be healthy. But at the end of the day, you got to increase how far the ball is going. That's the biggest complaint I get.
1: Definitely. And uh, hitting, I think hitting the ball clean, knowing where it's going, that's probably number two to, I want to hit the ball further. I agree. You know, it's, and I think that's pretty appropriate because if you're not, I mean, if you look at average distance that people are hitting the ball just across all golfers, like recreationally, I think men are hitting driver like 230. Yeah, and if you a look average. at like av- an average guy who's, made, let's say, like I don't know what it is, but what, like five ten, so, maybe one eighty five to two hundred pounds, like you should be able to hit the ball longer than that if you're using your body the right way. So, yeah,
0: pending that your mechanics and equipment are appropriate, and I would argue today equipment, most people are getting good. fitted for clubs. Like, even yeah, their clubs aren't perfect. Like their clubs are probably good enough to do what they need. Yeah. Um, mechanics are probably the next biggest thing like people like i'm a big strong guy but my driving distance is limited just because of my mechanics sure my mechanics improve the ball gets hit further so but most people it's because of a lack especially if they have played golf for a long time they lack strength and we can increase yep. that and then watch all their all their distances go up that i think that's the one thing people are like oh i'm never going to hit the ball further like why
1: yeah, if you don't do anything about it, yeah, you're right. But it doesn't have to be like that. No. You know. Because you
0: can just get stronger.
1: You can get you stronger, can you get, you can practice moving your body, just get better at moving in general, you know. Yeah. There's some oh.
0: I'm not gonna get on a tangent here, but most people, Tim and I talked about this. I think this is a good thing for you guys to hear. Most people, clients specifically, they do not care what their exercises look like. They just care that they get stronger. They just want to see the ball go further, they just want to see have less injuries, they want to feel less pain. They don't care that you're doing a rear foot elevated split squat and taking a kettlebell and pulling it around your head and holding a ball in your mouth and turning it side to side because that's I have no idea what the hell that would do, right? People want results. How they get there, you know, some people do care about oh, I want the aesthetics, I want this, I want that. At the end of the day, guys, I'll use bodybuilding as an example. Schwarzenegger doesn't care what his workouts look like. He just cares that he wins when he gets on stage, right? John Rahm doesn't care what his workouts look like as long as he wins the tournament this coming weekend. So don't get caught up in all of these like crazy, silly exercises you see on the internet because golf is the worst by far. Like golf is the worst when it comes to these silly exercises that have nothing to do with anything, but they look like they're challenging or their, their stability is being challenged. And you're like standing on three BOSU balls and passing a ball is going to help me hit a ball further. That's taking time away from things that actually do make you hit a ball further.
1: Right. right. And I think a lot of it's driven by people wanting to do different stuff, right? You can get people get bored yeah. doing the same yeah. exercises yeah. over and over again.
0: Yeah, but,
1: yeah. I mean, it, you can do enough variation. You can hold, you know, hold weights in both hands, hold weights in one hand or the other hand or move spot, your hold it overhead. You, yeah. yeah, you can do all sorts of different stuff with the same. That makes it just yeah. that like a little more interesting here and there without putting people at risk of something really bad happening, you know, because, I mean, you really shouldn't be putting anyone that's like 60 and up on a BOSU ball. No. It's There's not no easy there's no reason it's, to. And it's the not, risk it's is not, so high and the reward is pretty much nothing. So it's yeah. just not worth it. So it, it, well, yeah. it's
0: time management. People want, if you, if you only have a half hour with somebody or 45 minutes, Yeah, I don't want 10 minutes of that to be wasted on doing something that's not really changing the bottom line. It's right. It's not, it's not affecting you in a positive way. I right. want all of that time. And as a coach, what we do, our job is to optimize your time for your goals. If I'm doing something that's not optimizing it, but it looks cool, it looks fun, and it's not making you any better, that's on me. I'm I'm taking your money and just being like, <laughs> sucks to suck, guy. And there's a certain amount of shame that coaches should feel about that. And that's something that Tim and I preach to our own clients is that when I give you something, it has purpose. It mm-hmm. does. It's not just there to look cool. It is purposeful, and I can explain it to you. I I mean, I could make up an excuse for why people would be on a BOSU ball doing some weird squat and pushing it overhead because it's making your balance challenged. I mean, as a whole, golf isn't a giant balance. Yes, there's balance involved, but it's not like even like basketball where you're having to cut, drive, jump, land on one foot, get around a defender, get bumped, and have to shoot from that, or football where a a running back's getting hit and having to hold himself up. Like, you're in a stationary position. You – bring a club back, you swing it through and you stop. Yes, balance is important, but it's not like it's this giant balance event. You know, I'm not juggling a soccer ball and getting around a defender to shoot a goal. There's a lot of balance involved there. So having these like crazy dynamic instability things, instability, stability exercises, you're not really doing a whole lot.
1: Right, right. And it's, that's where I tend to hear people also say, like, you know, fitness or exercise is a young man's game. And it's like, well, no, fo- like football is a young man's game, right? You can't play football as an older guy.
0: Unless you're Tom Brady.
1: Unless you're Tom Brady. Um, but he might oh. have a little help in certain other elements, but well, I won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, but you know, it's not a young man's game. You can exercise and get stronger and get more fit at any age and you can, you know, make your body feel better at any age. So you, you might as well just start some of those crazy exercises are definitely young, young exercises, right? If you're seeing, there's one guy I follow, I think who's out of Miami who does, he focuses on youth sport development, right? So Mm -hmm. he takes on teams of football players and, and soccer players and they're like, you know, teenagers, and they do some crazy like tag and running around and chasing each other. And if you put like 10 or 20, 60-year-olds in the same situation, they probably just like run into each other. Yeah. But it's not the it's not the right thing to do for them, right? That's a young man's yeah. game, those, those crazy like complex drills. But yeah. you're training kids to get ready for being on like a football field where you have – 11, well, 11 of your own guys and 11 other guys. And you're trying to hit certain ones, but avoid other one, other people. And you know,
0: body control. It's just teaching you body. Right. And you can still find ways to do that with your 60 year old person. Like sure. if you're like, I'm just not going to make you do things that your body's not prepared for. It's no different than the conversation I tell with people that are like, ah, I've lost the step. I'm just not the way I used to be. And I'm like, well, my example is always like, Hey, did you play sports in high school? They're like, yeah. It's like, did you play a sport every season? most of the time the golfers I work with would say, yes, mm-hmm. like you get from basketball to football to baseball and whatever. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, so how many hours a week? Roughly were you practicing and playing? And they're like, well, probably about like two hours a day, except for Sunday, maybe not Saturday. I'm like, okay. So low end that's 10 hours a week, mm-hmm. 10 hours a week of exercise and fitness and health. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. When you went to college, did you play a sport? And they're like, eh, some say yes. Some, So if some say yes, Okay. Yeah.
1: Usually intramurals, but some, some intramurals, is something. Yep. If
0: they played something competitively for one season, they're probably again, about two hours a day. So that's about 10 hours a week. But in the off season, you're probably looking at like More. five hours a week, six hours a week, depending on how committed they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause usually it's like an hour workout and then maybe they do something the next day. But again, you're still South of 10 hours. When you get out of college, how much exercise do you get? you know, the average person's probably looking at a half hour every other day during the week, which is probably just three days. So three days a week of every other day at about a half hour, I'll even give you 45 minutes to be nice. Two hours, maybe per week, maybe. So you're losing a step. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, that's an overestimate for sure. But yeah.
0: It is. It is. So you went, you went from 10 hours to a fifth of that Mm-hmm. And you expect yourself to be in good shape and fit and yeah, healthy the and the same. Yeah. That's not how that works. And you lose it quick. A couple of months of not doing anything,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're starting over. So I really like like the strong by science guys that are always like, you expect that like you work out during the week and then you can just go pick up a basketball and play intramural ball and expect your body to handle it well. Right. What are you talking about? You haven't done that all. You don't train that at all right so it's it's important for people to hear that's the probably the biggest thing that you and I might hear is I've lost a step I'm not who I once was you right. do nothing like you used to do so let's get you back on the train of doing what you used to do
1: right and that is a and that is an uphill train right it's not let's oh, yeah. get you immediately doing what you used to do it's well, let's yeah. bridge the gap here of where you are where you used to be oh. and we'll we'll get you back there
0: so. And that's doable. There's no reason sure. you can't uh, Every strength, Like I can do power movements with an 80 year old. Yeah. They can any. A medicine ball. They can push a ball against a wall. They can try to not jump necessarily, but produce force. Mm-hmm. Like one of the key things we talk about is intent with movement. So what we mean by intent. So if you go to pick up a ball and you do it slowly, you produce X amount of force. But if I tell you to go pick up that ball and I want you to do it with intent or with a little bit more speed, you produce more force. Mm-hmm. If you produce more force, we're getting you stronger just by focusing on moving a little bit more quickly, not with crazy speed, but quickly, like even the golf swing. When we had Alex on here a couple of weeks ago, he made a great point. Back swings aren't mega fast, right? It's not a like, yes, golf is a power sport because it's, it's a fast movement, but it's more on like the strength speed continuum as opposed to the speed strength continuum. It's not like a sprinter; it's a little bit below that, right? Because it's a controlled violence backward. Really, it's the downswing that becomes fast, right? And even then, you don't want it to be too fast because you don't want to outrun yourself. Well, and so, it's really,
1: and it's really only part of the downswing, right? Like you don't want to yeah. be really fast at the top of the downswing. You want more. It's almost like a, only a quarter of the swing you really want to be fast and. Super fast.
0: It's basically, you know, a couple feet behind the ball to a couple feet through the ball, right? And right on that arc. That's where you want that speed to be. So it's it is very important that we that we get that changed up. But anyways, those are the major things.
1: Yeah, and they're all solved pretty much with the same answer, right? Like do something outside of golf, move, work on work on your strength, your mobility. Do something.
0: That's it. You can
1: do something about it. Any of those things.
0: I'm leaving it at that. We're going to change our thing. The golf strong project. Do something.
1: Just do something. Instead of just do it. Just do something.
0: Screw you, Nike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. Well, be sure to uh, be sure to follow us. Jackson Anchor Forge at Trivotto Golf at Trivotto Golf. I got to let Tim get over there, hang out with his baby child. Oh, yeah.
1: I think we have a crisis I might have to go uh, handle. So. Blow out. As always, it's been a pleasure.
0: Always, people. All right. We'll holler at y'all later.
1: Peace. Peace.